the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The power of doing good in the midst of everything that's happening in the world around us, it will benefit you more than you can possibly imagine. We have to continue to do good things. What's the difference between the one who does good and doesn't know God and the one who does good and they know him? The difference is the one who does not know Jesus. He does good out of his own self-righteousness. It's done to normally to make that person feel good. And they're doing it out of their own self-righteousness. And the person who knows God, they do it because of God. They do it because of the goodness through the righteousness of Christ. The church is in a different place than the world. Also, the church is different. We know him personally. We understand where the true goodness came from. It didn't come from us. It didn't come from our generation or because somebody told us that we're good. The original foundation of goodness is from God, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Many believe that they're good, that they do. They do it because they believe they're carrying on something that has happened before, something that's come down their family line. They believe that they're good and that they know the true nature of goodness, but they really don't unless you know the Lord God, our Savior, the author and the foundation of where good came from. We receive every good and perfect thing. It comes down from the father of light. Many were taught to do good, yet they boast of themselves because they never knew him. Otherwise, they knew him, and yet they have not truly acknowledged the truth of everything they do good. And everything they have is because of him. And we have the revelation of where goodness comes from. Our self-righteousness will fade away. Why? Because the revealing truth of God will demolish every stronghold in our carnal mind, every stronghold in our mind to bring the original truth of obeying God's word. The foundation where goodness comes from is James 1, 7. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heaven, the father of lights who does not change like shifting 
wins. God gives because he's love and he gives out of his loving nature. God's nature. When we give, then it's pleasing in his sight. The relationship when two agree is powerful. When we are giving and we are listening to the voice of God and we give according to how he mandates that we give, how he motivates in our spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us that unction of when to give and what to give and how to help. And it doesn't come from our self-righteousness and there's no bragging in it because of what we gave or what we did. We don't give out of self-righteousness, Acts 10 and 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He went about doing good. When the power of the Holy Spirit is flowing through the believer, the power of the Holy Spirit motivates us to do good. When we listen to his voice, we find ourselves going about doing good, just as Jesus did. And then those that are sick under the power of the enemy, those who are held captive are set free. The Bible says, because God was with him. The proof also is that the good things come from above. Hebrews 9, 11 and 12, the blood of Christ. But when Christ came as high priest of good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, it's not part of this creation. He did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The good is already here. God has placed it here. When we live according to his word, then the good that we do is done by the spirit of God. Every good and perfect gift come up down from the father of light. We are obeying the power of the Holy Spirit that's moving within us. Galatians 6, 7 to 10. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not be weary in doing good for at the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family. Let us not grow weary in doing good. A friend called me one day. I have to share this with you because it's absolutely amazing what God showed me. And she was telling me about her dilemma and I was listening intently. And the next day I was thinking about her. And as I was thinking about her situation, the Lord told me, help her and give her such and such amount. And I thought, wait a minute, Lord, I I don't have that kind of money. I I don't have that to give. I don't I don't have it. You know, I plainly said, I don't have it. I remember those words. I don't have it, Lord. I don't have it. And the Holy Spirit spoke quickly and said, share what you have. Share what you have. You know what he was telling me? Give out of your need. He wasn't looking for excess. 
He wasn't looking for what I had tucked away, you know, to do something special with. He was looking at my need. He was saying, give out of what you need. Give out of that. Why? Because he wanted to multiply it. He wanted to bring me into more prosperous state. He wanted to enlarge my tent. He wanted to put prosperity and abundance in my heart in a new way. That's the day that I learned. I learned to give out of my need, not looking for what I had extra, but to give out of what I needed. I learned to share what I had that I thought that I needed for myself. I want to tell you, God opened the windows of heaven over my life and poured out abundance upon my life. We have to learn that every good and perfect gift cometh from the Father of light. What I had was here before I got here. It was already here. The good was already here. And God was using me to disperse his good. He wanted to bless me. Deuteronomy 25, 17 to 19. Remember the Amalekites? Remember what the Amalekites did to you along the way when you came out of Egypt? When you were weary and worn out, they met you on your journey and attacked all who were lagging behind. They had no fear of God. When the Lord your God gives you rest from all the enemies around you in the land, he is giving you to possess as inheritance. You shall blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. In this passage, I just want to show you how the enemy attacked Israel when they were weary and worn out. In this passage, we see the enemy attacking the one who's lagging behind. In other words, when they became weary, so the things of the world, they would become such busy bodies that then they would open up to the spirit of weariness and it would attack their mind and depression. But today, our God reminds us that God has given us rest from all of our enemies around us. Oh, we bless his holy name. He's given us possession of our inheritance in Christ Jesus, that we must blot out the name of all of our enemies from what Jesus has already done on the cross under heaven. And he told us not to forget. He reminded us, remember what the Lord says, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we give all of our burdens, all of our weariness to God, trusting in Him, then we are surrendering it all and acknowledging that Jesus did for us on the cross. We're taking what He's already done for us, and therefore we can rest in our soul and our mind and our will and our emotion because he's already carried it for us. Do you know that? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even young youths get tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The helper of Israel. For the proper time when we give, we will reap a harvest. We will reap a harvest 
when we give. You know, a young lady asked me about something just the other day. She said, Valerie, is karma real? Do we always reap what we sow? I think that's an important concept. You know, man has a lot of man-made proverbs. We just kind of make things up and <laughs> and we pass it on sometime from one generation to another, from one friend to another. Karma, is it real? I said, absolutely not. Karma is not real. That's not in the Bible. She said, but the Bible says well, you, you reap whatever you sow. So you sow, so shall you reap. I said, it does, but... There's something else in the Bible that some people have missed with that proverb. There's something called the mercy of God. (laughs) There's something called the righteousness of God. There's something called the providence of God. There's something taught. There's something called the forgiveness of the almighty. And karma doesn't line up with the merciful forgiving heart of God. Karma absolutely is not real because there is the mercy of God. The Holy Spirit makes intervention for us. Christ himself has made intervention from us and redeemed us from the curse. We don't reap as we sow, not always because of the mercy of God. There's something called repentance, seeking God's forgiveness so that we don't reap what we sow. Karma leaves that completely out of the picture. Karma is a man-made proverb. You'll not find it in the Word of God when we look at the Word of God as a whole, the proper time. Oh, we reap a harvest of the abundance of what we have given. Ecclesiastics 8.5, whoever obeys his command will come to no harm, and the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. When we obey his command, no harm comes to us, and we know through the Word in our heart the proper time will reap a harvest. I will send you rain in its season and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. I'm telling you this passage, every time there's a harvest, God always sends a rain in proper time or season of the word of God. And your heart will yield this rain of word and the seed of God's word. You are like a tree and you will bear the fruit of a spirit, you can just go ahead and say, Amen. Deuteronomy eleven fourteen. I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. God's talking about pouring out abundance upon us. We don't give out of our selfishness of our flesh. We give because the spirit of the Lord, because God is a loving God and because he's giving. Remember, the Lord walked about doing good and having compassion on the people. It is the love of God that he was pouring out in the midst of the pandemic. It's important to keep giving. It's important to keep doing good. It's so vitally important because you will reap the harvest, the abundance of sowing the good and God will harvest that. He will multiply what you have given. It's important to do not only financial giving, but it's important to do acts of good works. It's important the works that we do. Somehow we've kind of left it off. We've been taught, well, you know, you can't just do good works and that won't help you get in. No, good works alone won't get you in, but good works are mandatory for you to come in to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus walked about doing good and having compassion upon the people. Jesus said, as I was sent 
Now I send you. We're talking about the power of doing good through the love of God moving through our hearts. Doing good is irresistible because of the nature of God. We don't do good of ourselves. It is the spirit of the Lord moving through our heart, pushing us to do good, be obedient to the spirit of God. Listen for his voice. Every act of kindness is recorded. We don't talk about those things enough as of late. When I was a child, the old people in the church used to say, when someone would do something good, I remember my father's oldest sister, she'd say it a lot. She'd see someone do something good. And we were little kids and I would hear her say, don't you know, that's another star in his crown. <laughs> you know, She would say that all the time. And she'd say, did you see that? Isn't this wonderful what she did? That's another star in her crown. We were raised doing good. We were taught that doing good was part of being a Christian. Don't leave off doing good. The power of doing good will open the windows of heaven over your life. The Lord will direct you. He will tell you where to plant his seeds of goodness so that you will reap a harvest. God wants to use the people that love the people that have a loving heart. They love like he loves. Jesus walked about having compassion on the people and doing good. Jesus said, as I was sent, now I send you. We're talking about the power of doing good. Oh, God bless you today. I pray that this message has brought you encouragement and doing the good deeds of God because they are of him. Because every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. And as you do good, God is smiling on you. Have you done something good for someone today, each and every day, we should rise up to see who, Lord, who would you have me do something good for? Oh, those were the days of old in the church. That's all was talked about was the good that we were going to do, the good that we were supposed to be doing, how we were supposed to help someone else along the way without murmuring and complaining. We were to work hard. And do the good things of the Lord. God wants to use you mightily. Power of doing good will open the windows of heaven over your life. Praise him. Joan is here with us today. She's calling into the studio. And we just wanted to share some things with you about prayers heard in heaven. And also if anyone has not had an opportunity to come into Christ, Joan has a beautiful prayer. She wants to pray with you so that you can come into the body of Christ and know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then we have a special gift we want to give you. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Joan, are you there? I'm here. Praise them. Praise them. Thank you. If you would like to make sure that you know that you're going to heaven when you die, take this moment with me, if you will. 
If you're willing to accept Jesus' free gift of salvation, please pray this to God from your heart. I'm going to start, and if you'll repeat after me, I'll try to go slowly so that you can repeat. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you are the Son of God and that you are God. I know that I'm a sinner and deserving of hell because I've gone my own way. I believe in my heart that you suffered and died on the cross to pay the price for my sins and that you arose from the dead. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of all my sins, save me, and take me to be with you when I die. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please help me to change from the inside out. Help me to make you the Lord of my life. Take control of my life. Help me to be a new person in the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ and sincerely believed and asked him into your heart as Lord of your life and declared that you will live for him, you are now a child of God and an heir to an inheritance of eternal life and will go to heaven when you die. You'll never have to fear again about the end of your life. You'll never fear death again. But there's nothing magical about the words of this prayer. If you truly believe these words when you pray them, your life will change. You and others will see a difference in you in how you speak, how you behave. You won't have a taste for things that are not of God. Your taste will change. You'll no longer live for your own motives or benefits, but your passion will be to please our Lord and love others and forgive others as God has forgiven you. You'll need to connect to a truly Bible-believing Bible-teaching church that adheres to the principles of the Bible because you will need accountability. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, that means worldly actions, but after the Spirit. Romans three twenty three says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You may say, I've never done anything bad. I've never killed anybody. I don't steal or anything like that. I'm really a good person. But you can't get there by yourself. You've got to give your heart to Jesus and give him leadership over your life. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
And then one of my favorites, Matthew ten thirty-two to 33, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge him before my father. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father. Just to know that Jesus calls you his own. Wow. First Heard in Heaven would like to put a book in your hand. It's a small book. It's it's called Steps to Christ. It is free. There's absolutely no cost to you. If you'd like this book, if you would just text your text or call either way, your name and address to 281-703-9309. We'll put this in your hands. Let me repeat that number. It's 281-703-9309. Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you, Joan. Thank you so much. God bless you. I'm Valerie Sneed, and Joan Roden's with me, and we're Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.